Get ready to jumpstart your scientific career with practical advice on being a successful and contented scientist. Each episode of the Happy Scientist podcast delivers hands-on, actionable steps you can take to ensure you stay happy, focused, and satisfied in the lab. Available on all popular podcast platforms, hit the subscribe button and start your journey towards a more fulfilling scientific career. the happy scientist podcast each episode is designed to make you more focused more productive and more satisfied in the lab you can find us online at bitesizebio.com slash happy scientist your hosts are kenneth Vogt, founder of the executive coaching firm vera claritas and dr nick oswald phd bioscientist and founder of bite size bio Hello and welcome to the Happy Scientist podcast from Bite Size Bio. If you want to become a happier, healthier and more productive scientist, you are in the right place. I'm Nick Oswald, the founder of BiteSizeBio.com, where we provide bioscience researchers with help for improving their technical skills, soft skills and their well-being. And in this podcast, we'll be focusing on their well-being. With me, Actually, the driving force of this podcast is Kenneth Vogt. I've worked with Ken for over seven years now, with him as my business mentor and colleague, and I knew that his expertise could help a lot of researchers, so that's why we decided to start this podcast. In these sessions, we'll hear mostly from Ken on principles that will help shape you for a happier and more successful career. Along the way, I'll pitch in with points from my personal experience as a scientist and from working with Ken. So, let's bring in the man himself, Kenneth how are you? Doing great. So here we are in, in the third and final part of our series, recognizing the core mindsets that control your world. So we said there are six mindsets. We discussed the first four in the last two episodes, and we're going to wrap up with the final two in this episode. So when we talk about core mindsets, what we're saying is that we're all we all wear many masks and we adapt to changing circumstances, but each of us has an ultimate ever-present core mindset that drives who we are and how we live our lives and how we process information and how we interact with others. Now, improvement is a possibility with focused intention. Um, and then you can take on the strengths of a mindset that is even more powerful than the one you may presently have. And you'll learn how to overcome temptations and neutralize problems that perhaps you've never been able to deal with before. So there's impetus to understand these mindsets and to see if there's a way for you to grow in, in your own mindset. So the quick recap, we started with our first mindset of people that we called connectors and we labeled them as purple. And they have a group focus and they're kind of tribal in their outlook and their attitude on things and they don't really have much care for their own self-interest other than for the group. They figure the group will keep them keep them in survival mode, so they don't really focus so much on their own personal their own personal needs. Somebody grows beyond that, they get more personally focused, and they become red, and we call them independents. And independents really care about themselves, and they they like to be the center of attention, and they definitely care about what's in it for me. <laughs> And 
like every group, think the whole world sees things like them. They presume that you are only in it for you. And so knowing that, you have, you have some power in how you can deal with them. It makes, it makes it easier when you understand where they're coming from. If someone expands beyond that, they once again turn to the group and say, what could be better than to be a builder, to be blue, to have structure and controls in the world that protect everyone, which is for my benefit, but then why not benefit other people too? So they become, they can, on, on the plus side, they become structured, on the downside, they become bureaucratic. A lot of those folks in our world. And there's a necessity for that in our world. The, the structure of our, of our environments, of, of our laboratories, of our universities, of our companies is, is absolutely a requirement. We, it would be anarchy without it. So there's an understanding why this is beneficial. Again, if someone keeps growing in their mindset, now they start to think more about that these rules can be stifling. These, there's a lot of red tape. There's, there's all, all of the stuff that's in the way that, that makes it harder to get things done. And they think if only we could break out of that and they become orange and they get focused on accomplishment and, and uh, you know, just getting things done and, and creating new things. They, they're not just interested in the status quo. They want to go forward. And it, so there's a lot of benefits to that outlook because, you know, that, that's where things get done. The, the downside of that attitude is it can become a little myopic that it, they're concerned mostly about the accomplishment of, that they're invested in and other people may have other interests. And so those are orange folks. Now we deal with a lot of orange people in, in our workday life. We deal with a lot of blue people in our workday life. And there's, there's some red folks around. They're hard to avoid. And occasionally we deal with some purple people. So, so, so Ken, you just you just introduced something different there that you, you haven't talked about in the last couple of episodes, but I think it's really useful. And that is the, the upside and the downside of each mindset. You know, so when you go up to the mindset, you gain something, but you also have get, to get a limitation. You also acquire a limitation. I think that's a really useful, um, really useful point, actually, because it, if nothing else, it actually helps to realize that helps you to realize that you know that even though you've moved to the next, you know, if you feel you've moved to the next level or you're at a level ab above in quotes someone else, there's still you know, it's not perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's true. There are, there are trade offs at, at every step of the way, and it's why people bother to develop the next mindset. It's because. At every level, we realize their limitations. And is there a way to do it better? Is there a way to improve this? And you know, every step of the way is an improvement. You know, even that, that first step of being purple, you know, grouping up for survival, that's a great idea. <laughs> you know, when, it, when it's just you against the world, it's pretty tough. And, you know, so, we can walk through each of these and say, this is what's good about this. This is what's bad about this. But um, it's got to be careful, as we discussed last week, about getting too moralistic about it. You know, it's not a matter of righteousness versus evil. You know, it's not right versus wrong here. It's just a matter of this works. 
about this, and this part doesn't work so well about this. Is and that on the, uh, that, the graphic that we, we have for each stage? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good, because I think that really helps to to distinguish between, I, I especially initially found it quite difficult to dig, distinguish between, for example, red and orange, and mm-hmm. people, and, and but if you have that kind of, um, those different pointers, that can be really helpful. So th- that will be on the on the graphic, which is on the, the, the show notes for this podcast episode. Right. Sometimes we, we can look around at the world and just think about, you know, famous people and what color were they? You know, what was this person? What was that person? And you start to see patterns and you start to recognize like, oh yeah, that, that guy is really red and that girl's really blue. And, you know, <laughs> you start to see, you start to see it out there in the world. And then you start to realize if you, if you think about that, it's like, okay, I can do this with movie stars and, and rock stars. Uh, now I start thinking about people that I know. I think about my family. I can think about the people in my workplace. I can think about people in my industry. And you start to see, ah, this explains a lot about why this person acts and reacts the way they do. So I, I think after you talk about the, 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 the next two mindsets on the, on the continuum, it might be fun to, to go through some people in history and um, or maybe current prominent people sure. and uh, let's, talk about let's what mindset you see them categorized as and then that might give people a handle on how to, how to practically um, identify people's mindset from, uh, in their own experience. Yeah, that's a great idea. And I think that this is one of the things that, that I really want to press here too. Everything that we're talking about in these podcasts, do them. It's, we've all been living this life of taking in knowledge. That's especially true of scientists and especially true of people that have gotten higher degrees. Taking in knowledge is one thing, but gaining experience is a totally different thing. So I... I've structured these things in such a way so that you can not just learn them, but so that you can take them with you and use them. That's why there's only six core mindsets being talked about here. They're mostly, six is enough for you to deal with just about everything you deal with in the world. Six is a number you can remember. You can remember what each of these are basically, and you can start applying this right now. You can do it while we're talking, (laughs) honestly. But you can do it after we're talking for sure. So let's move on to that next one. So remember we had, we last had somebody who was orange. And orange is all about accomplishment and getting things done and cutting through red tape. They got a personal focus, but but with a good heart. They want to get things done. They want to move things forward. They want to expand our world. Well, you take somebody like that and now give them a group focus, and they become what we call helpers, and we'll label them as green. Green people, they are the cheerful and happy ones. They are the ones that wanna make life better for everyone. So they wanna cut red tape, not just for themselves now, they wanna see the red tape cut for everybody. They, you know, they, they still appreciate the value of the structure, but they want everybody to have a chance. They want everybody to, to be able to break out like they've broken out. And these folks are, are not as common 
in the world as the blue people and the orange people. But we definitely know them. They're, you know, the best bosses are green. The, you know, and maybe you're fortunate enough to have a green boss. Um, or maybe you know of some green bosses, at least, within your organization. Uh, and they could be people in the industry. And there are definitely a lot of green people in bioscience. You know, as, as far as a, as a group, I think their bioscience does better than many other groups in having green people. <laughs> because they're trying to change the world. And they want to do it for the benefit of everybody, not just for the benefit of themselves. So, you know, somebody wanting to develop that new vaccine, that's a very green endeavor. Um, if somebody can bring uh, a green mindset to that, they can do amazing things. And now, I don't, I don't want to take away from the fact that there's, there are just, again, the structural things that are necessary. Nobody's going to develop a new COVID-19 vaccine who isn't a bioscientist. This is not something that is going to be done by some teenager tinkering in their garage. You know, this is this takes the structure. It takes the knowledge and, and the background and, and the understanding of the equipment and the history of, of vaccine production and all the rest of that stuff. But it's going to take more than that. It's going to take, it's going to take people that have a greater mindset to be able to do what needs to be done. And it's not just about the, the intellectual part of it, but being willing to give themselves to it, to, to really, to really burn it at both ends, you know, <laughs> to, to, to make sure that they aren't stopped by, by practical problems, but they're going to, they're just going to keep going and keep going and keep going. So would you say that it would be an accurate description to say that the green is kind of orange with the drive of orange without this the, being focused on yourself? Yeah, it's they, they take it and they go beyond the focus on themselves. Now, and this is probably an important distinction to make here, too, that, you know, remember, red people are focused on themselves and blue people focus more on the group. And it is often blue people focus on the group to the exclusion of the self, which is kind of an artifact of the purple people who never think about themselves. But by the time you get to green, you don't just think about yourself. You think about yourself and others, as opposed to thinking about others instead of yourself. You become part of the other <laughs> because you, you see there's not really a separation there. The, the, you start to see the benefit for, for, for mankind. Um, in what you're doing, and now, now obviously that can be done with a with a huge focus, but it isn't necessary that it has to be that. You don't have to be changing the world to be green. You just what you're doing is you're caring about everybody. It's going to impact, and whether that's just going to impact your team, or it's going to impact your company, or your community, or you know your family, or something local, that's still a green a green mindset, and. And again, you'll see people like that in the world. There are people out there that that really care about the group, but the group may be small. But you see it, and you recognize, you know, that's more than just being blue, and it's certainly more than being purple. This is this is somebody that's that's putting more into this, and it's they're not just operating from survival, and they're not just operating from 
you know, just a structural requirement, you know, a level I'll call integrity. Integrity is a good thing because you know, there's a, you know, it means something in physics too. To have physical integrity is something that's going to hold together. <laughs> Whereas by the time somebody gets to green, there's, there's something more to it than just the physics of it. Now we're talking about the humanity of it. That they're, they're holding it together for the sake of something greater than just the physical connection. And so what would be, a, what would be the downside of being green? What do you lose when you move to green? Okay, um, what you, I don't know if I would put it as, as you lose, but what, what you willingly give up is thinking, I only care about my own accomplishment. Now I care about lots of people having the opportunity for accomplishment, or I don't care only about my own achievement. I, I celebrate achievement wherever it is. I'm not jealous or, or envious of somebody else's success. I, I, I rejoice in their success just as if it were my own. And so how might like that look, uh, how might that look, say, from an orange perspective as a negative? It would be that you maybe look less driven or less ambitious? Well, if they might see it as a zero-sum game. That is, if you accomplish something and I haven't accomplished something that it, it was because I couldn't also accomplish what you accomplished. They may see everything as a direct contest where there can only be one winner. Um, so only one can be champion to the orange. But for the green, they're like marathon runners that are applauding the other runners also making it across the finish line. That's a good analogy, yeah. Whereas it might seem, it might. I'm just trying to see from how does that look from another perspective. That might look a bit weak to an orange person. Would that be right? It could. Yeah. But usually, I I would say that an orange person again will probably is capable of understanding green thinking. As long as they're the one that's being applauded by the green person. <laughs> well, right. They'll they'll start. They'll see that this is not the same as blue. They'll definitely see blue as weak. This is the person that's just stuck in in the weeds is how, how the orange person will look at it. Where the green person, they're not going to see him as stuck in the weeds. They're going to be on, why did they go back into the weeds? What did they do that for? <laughs> you know, um, and, but they can't understand if they, if they make the effort to understand. And so I will call out to those of you who are orange that when you see green people, look more closely, recognize what's there because they, these folks will tend to be leaders and people, they're not, and they're leaders because people will follow them. And that's something that an orange person might get frustrated at. The orange person may look at this and say, I am, a, I am a leader. People should be paying attention. Why aren't they following me? Because you're not acting green enough. That's why. <laughs> too selfish too, or too self-focused rather. Yeah. 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 And, and, and again, an orange person will realize I'm not selfish. I'm not red. And, and so the, why are people treat me that way? Well, because, you know, especially if, if they are blue or if they are or purple or red themselves, that the distinction of orange and, and red will be difficult for them. They won't be able to tell it apart. So whereas that green person, they've made the, the flip to being group focused that even people at the lowest echelon can understand. So, you know, these are the advantages of this. At, at every step, you're going to realize that I've been so immersed in either being group focused or being personally focused that it is time for me to expand out and start thinking the other way for a while. Yeah, And sometimes the thing for you to do is to get more personally focused. 
sometimes the thing for you to do is get more group focused. There is no right or wrong about this. It's, it's what's next. Well, you do what's next. And you may remember we talked about human needs and we talked about growth and contribution. And I said that people often who had the, had those focuses would flip from time to time where they, they, their primary was contribution and their secondary was growth. And then all of a sudden they flipped to growth as primary and, and contribution is only secondary because it's a growth process. So the, the same thing will happen with this. You will move from personal focus to group focus, depending on, on where things stand for you. And by the way, there's whatever focus you've got right now, there's nothing wrong with it. Immerse yourself in it, get good at it. Um, you know, it, it's, it's a great opportunity for you. None of these mindsets are inherently harmful. Um, it's just some are more beneficial than others and do the best that you can where you are today. And, you know, and if you can move up, it's good for you. It's really good for you. But like anything, you know, it's like, you know how it was in, when you were a freshman in college. Well, you used to be a senior in high school. You were the king. And now you've shown up and you're nobody. How did this happen to me? But you didn't go, oh, I don't want to go to college because now I'm going to have to stop being a senior. It's like, no, you wanted to go. <laughs> you wanted to go to that next level and you wanted to gain. And of course, you once you got into it, you learned the mode and you, and you moved up. And for those of you with PhDs, you moved up several times. <laughs> so it's the same kind of process. Yeah. So I, I think it may be a good time to interject to say that, you know, that if this is feeling a bit all all very new this is this is quite dense stuff this is a podcast or this set of podcasts is probably something that if this is of interest to you it would be worth listening to a few times when looking at looking at the graphic that i keep t telling you to go and download at the at the show notes page on bitesizebio.com forward slash podcasts but this is dense stuff the idea is of this is to give you an immersion in this model um, so you gain a basic understanding of it and then you can go out and do your own experimentation. So if it's feeling a bit deep, then just give yourself a break. It is quite deep stuff, but uh, deep <laughs> as in it get, can get a bit, a bit complicated going back and forward describing these different, um, these different mindsets. At least I found it quite confusing to begin with. Just immerse yourself in it if you're interested and then, um, and then experiment. And you know, you, you got into science probably without any thought about this mattering at all. You didn't think, I didn't know I was gonna have to know about this to be effective in my career as a scientist. Well, sorry, it wasn't in the brochure, but <laughs> it's necessary and it's, it's worth it. And the fact is, is that many of your colleagues aren't bothering to get good at this. Well, that's a really good point, Ken. I was going to say that is that actually, in my experience, um, uh, mind the mind is a thing that a lot of scientists take for granted, um, and um, you know, looking after that, looking after their well-being, which is why we why we do these podcasts and talk about the stuff on Bite Size Bio, it's quite neglected, and people don't experiment on themselves with these different kind of techniques and different kind of ideas to try and get better performance out of themselves and uh, bit different outcomes for better outcomes for themselves and so again as ken says 
it's it's necessary. It's not a hundred percent necessary to do to do this to be a scientist. There are plenty of scientists who don't do it, but it will if you apply it. These things, if you learn even one or two of these concepts and apply, start applying them. In my experience, it makes things a lot better. It makes it a lot easier to get good results. Sure, and some people leave science over this. Yes. Yep. This this is the thing that gets them in the end, and if you really want to have a career in science, we want you to have it too. I want you to not only survive this, but thrive in this, and this will help you to do that. So we've got one more, one more level. So imagine now we've got somebody who's green, and they're they they care about the community, they care about you know about humanity, and and they've they've cut all the red tape and they've grown on top of the structure and everything is amazing and now that person turns focus inward again i'm like holy cow what did they become <laughs> well we call them a perceiver that is someone who is yellow now yellow people are enigmatic and rare they're the most introspective and self-aware of all these mindsets and i will bet you you've met a few of them some of them might have been your your professors. Some of them may be industry leaders that you know, people that are that that we regularly want to hear from uh, from the platform, that that just seem to have a bigger view of the world. They they just seem to see so much. And what's special about these folks is they're chameleons. That is, they can become whatever mindset is necessary for the moment to deal with whoever they're dealing with, whether that's an individual or a group. And so, whereas here I have been telling you all along, make an effort to understand the other, the other mindsets, somebody who's a perceiver, who's yellow at that mindset, I don't have to tell them that. That's their automatic nature. They automatically do that. And these are people that we love to be around and they're people we love to work for. Um, and we love to follow they, because they, they just have this, this energy to them because they seem to see so much. So you can see the advantage of that, you know, being able to be, to have full sightedness of everything. It, you know, that's the ultimate state to be in. But it, it, um, it's, it's a high ambition. It, it requires a lot. <laughs> And it requires you to let go of a lot of a lot of selfishness. And it's funny because this is a personal, a personal focus, and yet they are entirely unselfish about it. Because their focus is, I must be great for the benefit of all. Um, and so, again, not people you encounter every day, but people you do, you probably know some. And and if you are in a in the realm where you are orange. Or you are green it's a it's a mindset you could aspire to it's something you could become and the fact is there are people out there right now that are some of them are young some of them are new to to the, the lab some of them have been there for a while but nobody's really taken notice of them who have this in them they could be this and you never know who's out there that we're talking to that they're gonna hear this and go you know what I do need to step up to that. I need to be that. I can be that. So if you're one of those people, we are here for you. <laughs> we need you. 
they're, it's, it's amazing the innovation that's come out of this industry, but we have not gotten near enough. <laughs> we need more. Bankai needs what you do. So that's why I stand on this soapbox. So the, it's, again, I'll reiterate from the other uh, angle that, um, that this, is, this is a model and these people that you're describing who have already become, who are already at, at yellow, uh, in that yellow mindset, they didn't do it on purpose. This is just a natural kind of, one of the natural groupings of psych psychological groupings that are in the world. And, and as you're pointing out, there seems to be this, this um, we can mainly describe six different groupings in this context, and that's what this model is. And so these people haven't decided to become yellow, they just did that. But what by by illuminating this pattern and allowing people to you know with these models and the different colors so people can easily identify or more easily identify how they are thinking and how other people are thinking one of the ideas of this model is that you can look up at the next see where you are and look at the next mindset and kind of get a feeling for how would you do that how would you you step up to that and start to do it um is that would that be one of the one of the possibilities with this model, Ken. Sure, and and it and it gives you a, a path so you can see. Like, you may realize, hey, I always want to improve myself, and and a, a lot of us look at look at life that way. I always want to improve, but sometimes we don't know how. So I don't know how to get any better at this. You know, you play tennis and you play the best tennis game you can. And you're going, I don't know how to get any better. Well, then you decide to get get some coaching. And there's the coach right there that goes, well, I can tell you exactly what to do. You need to focus on this. You need to look at that. You need to try this. And you go, oh, if I had only known that, I would have done that a long time ago. <laughs> so that's that's what we're trying to do here is to give you uh, just some handles of things that you can use to, to help in your own, call it self-improvement. But, um, but understand, too, that we want you to just be good at what you are now. You don't... There's, you don't have to grow beyond this. You may be at a very fine level already and a very, very useful level already. If, you know, if you're blue and it's working, power to you, keep it up. You know, uh, there's, you don't have to become orange. You, in fact, you may look at that and go, it looks a little distasteful. I don't wanna be a salesman. I don't want that attitude. I'd rather be down here in the details and, you know, and dealing with the structure. And, and, Great, the world needs people like that. So, and and we need capable people at that. It's not just hey, we need a bunch of worker bees. This is like no, this is this is professional work you're doing here, and and it's got to be it's got to be done by people who are capable of it, because you know we all know what a disaster it is when people are not capable and try to do this kind of work. We don't want that kind of that kind of thing going on. We don't want to promote it or propagate it. Like what you're hearing? Ready to supercharge your scientific career? Discover practical advice on what it takes to be a successful scientist without sacrificing happiness. Learn the importance of meeting your human needs, identifying and unlocking your charisma factors, discovering your core mindsets, and much more. Subscribe to the Happy Scientist podcast and download the Happy Scientist reference pack and get started on your journey to becoming a happier scientist today. Subscribe now and check the show notes to download. It's quite interesting, though, that you know the the progression up up those levels is if you feel like you need 
you know, if you feel you need to move, you know, in your mindset, you want to improve yourself, then in some ways, and this is very simplifying the situation, but in some ways you just need to look at where you are on that continuum and and do one of two things, and that is focus more on yourself or focus more on everyone else, depending on where you are. And that mm-hmm. starts to move you that you know that's one way to start moving in that direction does that does that make sense or is that too simple yes that's practical? excellent yeah that, that that's spot on so if you if you focus on if you feel if you are for example orange and you feel you know you're what what can i do next you know I, i'm so I, what what's the next improvement then okay the next way to improve would be to start applying that ambition you have your for yourself start applying it to other people around you and then you would start to move into the green mindset and all the benefits that come with that i would guess <laughs> yes that's right <laughs> so now another thing when you're not when you're using this these core mindset concepts to look at other people and I, now let me give you a, a story of something that happened with me i was dealing with a particular person who is a rather well-known and well-regarded person in the industry in a company that is well-known and well-regarded. And I was very impressed with what they were doing. And my assumption was after looking at this person, well, more than an assumption, I'd done the assessment here and it's like, well, he's green. He's definitely green. But we kept having certain problems in dealing with this person that just didn't coincide with green. It didn't make sense to me until one day uh, a colleague of mine said to me, He's not green, he's blue. And like, I, it's just ding, all, all everything lined up. Like, of course, that's why. I'm, I was, you know, I made the positive assumption because, you know, blue and green have a lot of similarities because anything, any of these mindsets that are too apart, they're, they're similar and because like they're both group focused, right? It's just like confusing orange and red that Nick talked about earlier. When I realized, oh, I was, I was giving this person the benefit of the doubt for being green when in fact they're blue. And now that now I realize that every, every difficulty we, I was having with this person wasn't them, it was me. Because I was treating them like they were green. Whereas if I had been focused, I would have recognized they were blue and I would have treated them different. And they would have been a lot happier about it. So <laughs> this, is, this is one of the reasons you want to want to use this stuff. If you find you're in baffling situations or I don't understand why I'm not getting through to this person or I'm not getting along with this person when it seems like I should be able to and we just don't get it. And I don't know why they don't seem to like me or they don't seem to like my ideas or they're always obstructionist for me. Why? They don't do that to other people. Well, it's probably because you're treating them as if they're of a mindset that they're not. And it could really set you free. And then you realize too, like, you're not being nice to somebody to presume they are of a higher mindset than they actually are. Because again, it's not about higher or lower, it's about accuracy. (laughs) So dial into what people actually are and everything gets smoother. I, and I, you'll I, like people I, and so I just wanted to say um, that you know that what you described there uh, about that situation with that person and you kind of figuring, figuring that out again to a newbie who's still trying to figure out these that's kind of a condescending word <laughs> newbie I don't mean that <laughs> to someone who's just coming into that 
uh, into this and looking at it from someone who's, you know, this is coming from someone who's done this recently, and as in me, it's um, what you just did there. It sounds like you know you're doing some. It sounds like uh, unattainable. It sounds difficult to understand how you could even do that. But again, I just encourage people to immerse themselves in this and just try it out and then see. And I think it's it becomes a lot. It's a lot easier than you think once you just get a practical understanding and more and an instinct for for how this works. And again, you might look at this and think that okay, this doesn't work. It doesn't work. I can't figure this out. Then that's cool. But um, most people that we've introduced to this to. Um, in person anyway, have at least some understanding and found some utility in it, I think. Would you agree with that, Ken? That that has been my across-the-board experience and with with company after company, in industry after industry. I've had people approach this very skeptically at the beginning, like, well, I'll go through it because I have to, but by the time we get done, I've never had anybody saying, well, that was a waste of time. I, I And I've often had people saying, you know, when I first started, this I thought I don't know. This doesn't seem like it'd be worthwhile, but I I've changed my mind and I've really found some uses for it. Now I want to I want to say one other thing. I love what you're saying, Nick, about immerse yourself in this, but I also don't want to scare anybody. It's like don't feel like unless I just give myself heart and soul to this, it'll be of no use to me. Yes, if you immerse yourself, it will be of great value. But if you just play around with it, it'll be of value. So don't be afraid to, to try it out. And try it out in the safe environment. You, you wanna look at, okay, what color is grandma? You know, <laughs> and you start thinking about it and it becomes clear to you like, oh yeah, grandma. Yeah, grandma's definitely blue. You know, <laughs> and all right, well, how about grandpa? Uh, grandpa's kind of red, you know? <laughs> so uh, you, you'll start to see this and, and you can then like, well, how far can I go? How well do I have to know them? It's like, how about the mailman? How is what color is he or, or the, the clerk I just had at, at the store, the barista uh, that I see every every day. <laughs> what color are they? You, you'll start to realize, you know, I can, this is useful even with strangers. You can, you can look at somebody and have very little interaction and realize, oh, this person's pretty purple. So let me, let me start dealing with them that way. Or this person's really orange, so it's pretty clear, you know. You'll see stuff jump out at you. So, you know, give it a chance. Yeah, and it's interesting as well what you said about, you know, green people, for example, a lot of leaders are green and so on. Actually, mm -hmm. I, I don't know this is a comparing notes sort of thing, is that there's a lot of baristas who are green that I've seen anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's funny. Uh, we will see that in certain industries and you think, why? why? Well, it's because they they... They don't care to be the orange ambitious. They want to make more of a difference for people. They like people. So, you know, you can't map this, like, you know, you just make a good point. You can't really map this to money and you can't map it, you know, the income levels and you can't map it to socio, you know, sociological levels either. And you will find green people living on the street sometimes. And you will find purple people in the C-suite. You know, you know, it's just <laughs> these mindsets are available to anyone. And, you know, it's true that the, the, the higher up you go, the more likely you are to achieve in the world to be more successful. 
you know, if, if you if you've listened to this and you think I'm purple, I do want to encourage you to tr- please try and grow beyond that. You, you will do better in life. If you're red, I won't tell you to because first off, if you're, if you're truly red, you won't listen to me. <laughs> you know? You're red, you're going to do what you want. But at some point you may realize, you know, maybe I should broaden my horizons a bit. <laughs> and like Nick suggested earlier, the great way to do that is just if you're in a, if you're of a mindset that is group focused, then switch to personal focus. And if you're in one that's personally focused, then switch to one that's group focused. And, you know, just, just making that change will open your eyes to all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So, so yeah. let's talk about people that let's, let's make some applications here. You just read my mind. <laughs> yeah. Some famous people and, and, and see where we would put them. So, I mean, there's some, there, there's a number of, number of people on the scene at any given moment. So is there, is there anybody jumping out to you that you want to, want to do this with? Okay. It doesn't have to be anyone, um, anyone kind of current, I suppose. I mean, but say if you took some, uh, some leaders, uh, for example, Abraham Lincoln, Gandhi, um, Margaret Thatcher, for example. Okay. So if you start with somebody like Gandhi, uh, Gandhi is somebody that I would say is a perfect example of yellow, a truly exceptional human being. Um, he is acutely aware of other people. He was able to, to interact with world leaders and the lowest of the low, you know, the, the people that were living at the lowest echelons of society. Um, he could stand up against immense forces and, and did so for decades. So you, extraordinary human being and evidenced that he was yellow. So that's that's one example. Margaret Thatcher is an interesting one. Now I'm not I'm not British, I'm American, but she certainly made an impact on the world scene, so you you couldn't help but notice her. Um, And she's a interesting one. You could see characteristics of blue, but she was better than that. She had more to her than that. And she wasn't merely about herself, so she wouldn't have been around. So green is probably where I would land with her. And what's what's interesting about that is for some folks who look at that, yeah, but she was such a hard, she was hard and conservative. How could you be green? I think green would be a bunch of liberal people. It's like, well, not necessarily. It isn't really about liberal versus conservative. It's about your, it's about your focus on the world, and she saw a world that could be made better, and she definitely wanted to make it so. And so, you know, she went beyond merely being orange in that regard, which, which is why I would, I would say she would land in green. And who's the third person that you suggested? Uh, Abraham Lincoln. Ah, oh, Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, Abraham Lincoln. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> Sorry. And again, I. I my, my leaning would be to say he was yellow because of his chameleon characteristic, that he could deal with very different people. And in fact, he made it a point to assemble a, a cabinet of people who were not all of his same political party because he wanted dissenting views. He wanted to hear it all. So refreshing. And that is, <laughs> yeah. Now, that, you know, we look at some other characters like on the current scene, well, you know, Donald Trump. Donald Trump's clearly red. 
he's all about himself. It's, it's all that matters. And by the way, it just goes to show you can be read and be very successful and very powerful and very well liked. You know, so you certainly got a loyal following. You know, so, you know, I don't, again, there's nothing wrong with any of these mindsets in and of themselves. And they won't necessarily be a barrier to you. But the fact is, you won't see as many red people reach that level of of power in the world. Well, as an example. what about this? How about Julius Caesar? Purple. That, well, he must be red, actually. The empire was purple and he was red? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would, yeah, I would say that. Um, and there are such things as purple leaders, though. And I, I use Montezuma as an example, the, the, the head of the Aztecs. But, you know, they, they also got crushed out of existence by the Spaniards. So, you know, there was a, there was a certain lack of power in being purple that, that ultimately cost the whole civilization. And it isn't the first civilization that fell because they didn't rise above purple. Okay. And, okay, so just sticking with world leaders then, a blue one, Winston, Winston Churchill? Yeah, I think it's a good example of blue. Yeah, because again, he he really respected the. Well, actually, you know what, I I might have to say he was orange, just because of his earlier life and he was super ambitious. And they add up, and people generally don't retract in there, but he never did become green. So, but he saw the benefit of blue, that's for sure, and he definitely preached blue to everybody else. <laughs> so we have an orange now. How about Barack Obama, green? Hmm. <laughs> I would say he was orange turning green. <clears throat> okay, all right. And, that, and that's that's kind of a good thing to bring up that, that not everybody makes it all the way in. And I think he had he had some personal ambition that remained so and has remained so up until this day. And again, I want to be clear: I'm not making any judgments about anybody here that, that saying that they're right or wrong or good or bad. You know, Idi Amin was red. You know, <laughs> uh, but, uh, but he got a lot done. <laughs> so, you know, um, <clears throat> you can take, take other characters like Muhammad Ali is an example of somebody. You know, there's a guy who was orange turning green. He was really, really, really orange. I mean, that ambition on top of ambition. But he was, he was willing to go to prison over not being open to being drafted. And not going to, as he put it, to kill other, other, other colored people. You know, I don't remember exactly how he put it, but he put it in a term like that. You know, um, and and you know, a man is a, a boxer. He's a pugilist for for a living, but he was not willing to kill people, and that was a very, you know, a very green position to take. <laughs> but his ambition remained, so his his orangeness didn't didn't really fade away. Okay, so I think the only. One we haven't found someone. We haven't found a prominent blue person. So where? How? Where do you go back to find a, com, a prominent okay, blue person? Okay, prominent blue person. I think you. I think you will find. Um, well, an example that I that I've used in the past, and it's a little bit dated, is Mitt Romney. You know, he's a he's a, a conservative senator, you know, a Republican senator, uh, who's run for president, very much on a basis of rule of law and structure and and you know well Joe Biden is kind of acting blue these days in that he you know he wants to return to to a familiar 
structure of respectability for the presidency in his in his assessment of it. Um, I'm and, trying, yeah, and, it's interesting. I'm trying to think of anyone who has actually been president of the USA who is blue. You know, I'm going to walk back through a few. Um, wow. Mostly orange. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've seen a lot of orange. Yeah, well, mostly orange at least. Yeah. Yeah. And a couple green. You know, like Eisenhower was green. Kennedy was green. But, uh, yeah, all the, rest of, all the rest in the last hundred years that I could think of were orange. <laughs> or, except for a current one. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, yeah. Think about, yeah. If, if we think about other people in the world that are, well, like, like Elon Musk, or there's, there's an orange guy. You know, odd and strange, but orange as they get. And, and uh, Jeff Bezos, very orange. And you can see that a lot of business leaders will tend toward being orange. And the people that are blue, their companies go out of business. So we've seen that. The, the companies that have tried to stay blue and not make it as a result, and not just because of recent crises, but you know, like what happened to Woolworths? What happened to Sears? You know, they, they were blue organizations that couldn't exist in an orange world. All sorts of things and situations you can map onto this. And, and one other way to look at that I tend to look at it is that if you go back in history then and then come forward through history, then, then everybody tends to rise up that continuum um, together. You know, there's a, there was a... I guess if you go back to the kind of Roman era, there was a lot like purple was quite an achievement. <laughs> yeah, and there was, exactly. And then well, that's how the Roman the Roman Empire merely by becoming purple they took over the world. Yeah, yeah. So whatever was <laughs> before know, that, that was how much dominant, and then and then purple was the improvement. Yeah. Yeah. So. And the, and the improvement and, and, being just that they started banding together. Yeah. But yeah. they didn't they didn't place value on, on individuals being well individuals were expendable yeah. for the sake of the group you know? but but purely the banding the together between, made them extremely powerful yeah and that's the difference between between purple and blue blue people uh, are not willing to sacrifice anybody because that that is that violates the rules yeah <laughs> you know um Although they aren't necessarily concerned about making it easy for any individual, sure. Well, that's what that's why people turn orange. It's like you know what? It's about time it got easier for certain. <laughs> that's people. why I left the army. <laughs> <That's what> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I I just had a flashback to the uh, the movie about Johnny Cash, and Johnny Cash was trying to get a record deal with somebody, and and they were saying they didn't they didn't want to hear any more of these slow gospel tunes. Uh, you know, there's plenty of that out there, and you know he wanted something more upbeat, mm. and and he said, "So you got something against gospel music?" Well, no, it's just it's been done over and over again. It's like, well, you got anything against the the Air Force? He says, "No." He says, "Well, I do." <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, you know he he had some songs of that uh, touched a little more on some nerves, and you know this is another thing we can look at. A lot of people that are or movie stars or rock stars or you know performers many of them were very red um, that's why they bothered to rise to that level and I, I I like to use the example of Garth Brooks in country music you know he's 
been the most successful country music artist ever and you know he's sold the most albums of anybody and I forget the number but it's some outrageous you know tens of millions of albums and I heard an interview with him once and they commented on how he had you know achieved more sales than any country act ever and without a close second and they asked him how do you feel about that he says well yeah okay I've sold 80 million albums but there are 7 billion people you do the math <laughs> he was not satisfied. It wasn't enough, you know. <laughs> so you know, we'll, we'll we'll definitely see this. So this this is the takeaway I would give to everybody now. It's like, hey, just take have some fun with this, and and you know, just go through your family and figure it out. Which what color each of these people, and go through the people in 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 your work group, and like, what are each of these people, and 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 then. If there are other important people in your world, you know whether that's maybe the the, the, the president of your university or your you know or, or your company or um, some some thought leader that really that really is impacting you. Figure it out. Figure out what color do you figure they are. And every once in a while, you check back with yourself. Do I still think that? Do I still think that Donald Trump is red? You know, <laughs> or, or is he I think he's something else? You know, and and every once in a while, you will find the like no. That person's not red they're orange or like I mentioned earlier that person's not green they're blue <laughs> you know? but you'll get more clarity and as you use this you'll get better at it and I want to point out you know this situation that I'm talking about I made a mistake about a person the person who corrected me about it is somebody I taught this to <laughs> so there's always more to learn here there's more is more opportunity and and it wasn't the process wasn't broken, and my understanding of the process wasn't broken either. I didn't apply it very well, and I, you know, learning that was really useful to me when I realized, oh, I see where I, I see where I made the mistake here, and you won't get that by Nick and I talking in front of you. You can only get that by taking action. And, and I would say as well as as a scientist who, who's, you know, a, a bioscientist who has uh, examined this and and kind of integrated it. My first instinct was to try and really understand the whole thing, and um, I, you know, to, mm. to as in to go to the really. But where does this come from, and where does you know, and go really deep into where it came from, and why it's like this, and why would it be like that psychologically? And then I realised actually I don't need to do that. All I need to do is test the model, and if it works for me in my life, then that's all that matters here. Um, so, I, I in a way. Just take it this at face value and and um, and experiment with it and 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 if it works if it provides some insight for you then that's that's enough that's what I would suggest. And I think that that particular philosophy is a really good one. The idea of of if you've got something that works, use it. And we're not talking about this is not a religion. We're not talking about you have to have faith or worse yet credulity. It's like, try it out. If it works for you, awesome. If it doesn't work for you, throw it away. But we're going to give you enough tools here that work and have a record of working that if something doesn't work for you at first go round, you may want to look at it and say, is it me or is it the tool? <laughs> you know? So, But, you know, we all have our favorite tools, right? And we have tools that we go to again and again, and we have tools that we avoid. All right, well, you know. Maybe it'd be better if we'd learn not to avoid those tools, but you can function that way. 
but we're going to give you enough tools in this podcast that you can that you're going to come away with things that you can use and some episodes will come along and you go man that is right in my zone that is that is exactly what i need and other things you're going to go well maybe somebody else will like that (laughs) but i hope for for core mindsets that we've made you believers because man this core mindsets is core for a reason it really really matters yeah i I would say for me the out of the two two concepts we've discussed so far the core mindsets and the and the human needs i understand the human needs one and it's it's useful but this one really helps me on a day-to-day basis the the core mindsets so but then it might be the opposite way around for you so but we there are plenty more tools where these came from as well (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) yep yeah and if Surely, surely you're going to hear something useful. So, the next thing that we're going to cover, we're going to do another three-part series, and it's going to be on charisma. I'm going to call them charisma factors. And again, there's going to be six of them. And you may be wondering, what do I need charisma for? Well, I, I promise you I will make the case for why not only you need charisma, you must have charisma, you must use charisma. And that you do have charisma. Well, that's what I was going to say, is that the, the first instinct is, I don't have charisma because you have a single definition of charisma. But right. actually, you do, but you maybe just don't know you, you do. Yep. So we're going to clarify all that for you. And again, this is something, you know, there was no charisma 102 in university. They, they didn't teach you this stuff. And then you got to the lab and, it, and it's not in the training manuals and it's not in the operation book. You know, the, yeah, so uh, we're, we're trying to fill in that third area for you so that you can have a great career and, and really enjoy your time and be very successful and, and benefit the world doing the things you're doing. Okay, and that just leaves us to say that if you are enjoying this podcast and you haven't done so already, please join us in the Happy Scientist Club Facebook page, Facebook group, actually. Uh, It's at uh, facebook.com forward slash the Happy Scientist Club, all one word, and uh, give us a knock there and we'll let you in and we'll be covering all sorts of things in there in more depth and having different, different events and so on for you. So I think that leaves us just to wrap up here. Thanks, Ken, for that. Another great installment. And we'll see you all again next time. Take care. The Happy Scientist is brought to you by Bite Size Bio, your mentor in the lab. Bite Size Bio features thousands of articles and webinars contributed by hundreds of PhD scientists and scientific companies who freely offer their hard-won wisdom and solutions to the Bite Size Bio community. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode and want to keep learning practical tips on being a happy and successful scientist, don't wait any longer. Subscribe to the Happy Scientist podcast and download the Happy Scientist reference pack today. And together, let's reignite that passion for science that first got you into the lab. Remember, you can find us on all major podcast platforms. So hit that subscribe button now and check the show notes to download.